What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to another pay-per-view point edition of the Smart Out Moment Smack Talk Podcast. This is the NXT TakeOver San Antonio pay-per-view predictions, where I'm going to be breaking down my thoughts on what I think is going to be happening at that event. I'm your host, as always, Tony Mango, and I'm going to do this one solo because nobody else has really been following NXT all that much. I have, so why bring them on to have them not know exactly what's happening, you know what I mean? Uh, but... They have announced a couple of different matches here. I don't think that we're going to be having any more announced or brought into the mix at the last minute or so. Usually what they tend to do is they have about the same, like, five matches, and then they record some other ones down the line. So I think that we're going to get a recording of, say, Elias Samson versus No Way Jose, and that's going to be factored in somewhere along the line as, like, the next week for NXT or something like that. So that's why they're not on the card. And that's why we're not having Ember Moon or Liv Morgan or Aaliyah or a couple of the other people, uh, Daria, Mandy Rose. I think that's going to be something that they're going to be recording, but it's not technically NXT TakeOver because, you know, they're not going to put it on that show. But we do have a couple other matches that we should talk about here. Andrade Cien Almas versus Roderick Strong. Is it Roderick or Roderick? Do they not pronounce the E? I'm not too sure about that. I've heard both. I always go with Roderick, but I've, I've been hearing more Roderick, and uh, I don't know. Roderick Kingsley for the Hobgoblin is always something that I read as Roderick. Anyway, <laughs> side note uh, aside, Roderick's song, now I'm calling him Roderick. See, you know what? It's getting into my head now. Roderick Strong against Andrade Cien Almas is a match that I think could be an underdog, kind of, when it comes to potential best match of the night. But I don't think it's going to make a whole lot of waves. This is something that's sort of just a mid-card feud. It doesn't have a ton of steam behind it. They haven't really feuded all that much. It's sort of just like you pick a little bit of a bone and then, hey, we have a match. But I've not been the biggest fan of Almas. I don't know Strong all that well yet. I've only seen a few of his matches. He's fine. Seems like he's got a lot of potential. And if they can work well together, this could end up being a really good match. It's just a matter of them not putting a whole bunch of build into it. And that's a little bit of a disappointment because that's something that it's going to make you a little bit harder for you to really get into the match and stuff. But you know what? In the grand scheme of things, if you put two people in NXT that are good wrestlers together, it ends up being a good match. So I'm looking forward to it. I think that this is going to be a win for Strong. Whether Almas wins because he cheats or Strong wins and then Almas is pissed afterwards... I do think that the feud is going to continue, and I think that they're going to kind of let this not really stew all that much, because I don't think that this is going to build towards another match at Orlando, but they'll feud a little bit over the next couple of weeks on the NXT episodes, and then they'll they'll figure out something else for them to do. Another feud that's kind of in the mid-card side of the thing is Eric Young versus Ty Dillinger, and this could go either way. Either Ty Dillinger wins because they haven't been letting him win recently, and this gives him a little bit of a boost of confidence, and then he moves on to the main roster, or they continue with this idea that he's just not getting the job done, and I think that's more so where they're going to go here. It's tough to imagine that they're going to have Eric Young lose, and he would lose to somebody who his storyline has been that he keeps losing. So I want Dillinger to win. I like him so much more than Eric Young, but you've got 
oh what's his name now it's big demo is what he used to go by he's uh killian 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 something killian dane i think is his name yeah killian dane he is going to be on the outside, I assume. Alexander Wolf is going to be on the outside. Maybe Nikki Cross as well, if she's not just getting ready for her women's match or just did it or something like that. I don't know. But you got at least two people on the outside that could cause a distraction. And that's where this is going to end up being a negative for Ty Dillinger. Dillinger could be the star of the match. He could end up looking really great. He's not going to get the job done. And how they factor that in somewhere... I, I don't know. I mean, I, I really wanted him to be a part of the Royal Rumble, and I don't think that that's going to happen yet. We're going to get into our Royal Rumble predictions for the next video. Go ahead and check that out in the next podcast if you're listening to this on iTunes or Stitcher. And um, I, I'm not going to factor him in. I wanted him to be the number 10 spot because it's so perfect. I'm perfect 10. But it's not going to happen. It's it's something that they wouldn't prioritize Ty Dillinger over a lot of the other people. And they're not going to make him something that they could book the entire Royal Rumble around just to get him in the number 10 spot. And I think if you don't put him in number 10, you don't put him in at all. He's somebody I think more so is going to pop up the night after WrestleMania than anything else. So I think he's going to continue this losing streak, possibly win a match in Orlando. And that could be the thing that kind of motivates him going forward. But it's it, it's more so an Eric Young match here. He's going to end up winning it. We have our NXT Tag Team Championship is on the line at DIY. I still hate that name. It's still, it's just, uh, it's just dumb. Against the Authors of Pain and, uh, man, uh, this is tough. This is real tough. Taz would be proud of me. Tough. Oh, tough. This could go either way. The Authors of Pain are undefeated. They're going to win these belts. It seems like a guarantee, but do they win it here or do they win it in Orlando? And I think it kind of depends on what the world title is going to be. Would, well, actually, the NXT is not the world title anymore. They don't classify that. Those two are dependent upon each other. So you know what? I'm going to backtrack to this in a minute or so. Instead, we're going to go to the Women's Championship because I think that that's a guarantee that Asuka is going to retain here. Billy Kay has been doing some great stuff. Peyton Royce has been doing some great stuff. Nikki Cross is pretty new, and I'm not a big fan of her overall. I think that she's just hamming it up a little bit. None of them are going to beat Asuka. I mean, it's lame to have Asuka go from an undefeated role to getting some kind of a loss in a match like this where... It really kind of doesn't count that somebody beat her, especially if they pin somebody else. You know, if Nikki Cross pins Peyton Royce, Asuka loses the title, but she still doesn't really lose. And it it's better if somebody just beats her. And I think that Ember Moon is going to be that person who beats her in Orlando or afterward. So Asuka beats the three other women here. It could be a really good match. Could be kind of a clusterfuck. I don't really know. It all depends on how they work well together, and I, I got a feeling this is not going to be one of the best women's matches that we've seen from NXT in the longest time, and it's not because they're not talented, because they are. It just, I can see this being weird. Billy Kay and Peyton Royce are going to be working together. Nikki Cross and Asuka aren't going to be working together. So you're almost going to have, like, Asuka versus Cross versus Kay and Royce. And I can't imagine Kay and Royce fighting each other, so... The whole dynamic is so weird in this thing, and I just imagine it's going to end up being weird. Uh, Asuka will retain, though. I'm confident in that. 
and then that moves me back to the NXT Tag Team title and the NXT Championship, which is Bobby Roode getting a shot against Shinsuke Nakamura. We could have both of those titles change hands. I don't think we will. I think we're going to get one of them for sure. And that, that's what's weird about this. I I want to say Bobby Roode wins the championship from Nakamura and then they do the Authors of Pain win the match, but they don't win the titles. It's like some kind of a weird like a count out victory or something weird like that. Maybe they lose by disqualification and that's why they don't technically like lose, lose, but they don't win the titles, that sort of a thing that could happen. But by the time we get to WrestleMania, though, it will be the night after NXT takeover Orlando authors of pain and Bobby Roode, I think will be our two champions and either Ember Moon will beat Asuka or Asuka will still be the champion. So DIY could lose to the Authors of Pain, and then maybe Bobby Roode just isn't quite able to get it done when it comes to Nakamura. I think Nakamura's coming up to the main roster pretty soon after WrestleMania now. I'm kind of flip-flopping a little bit on that because I thought before he could stick around a little bit longer, but I think that they're going to move him up. DIY, they can move up too. A lot of this depends on TM61. Because we don't have a whole lot of tag teams that could fill the spot of that babyface tag team role. And if DIY is going to stick around longer because the Revival move up instead and TM61 aren't available, DIY will retain here and Bobby Roode will win the championship. But DIY, they're not the long run game here. Bobby Roode is going to be the one who sticks around NXT the longest compared to him and uh, Nakamura. So we're going to get Nakamura losing the title and DIY losing the title somewhere down the line over the next few months. But gun to my head, I got to go. Bobby Roode wins the title. DIY retains. And it could flip-flop the opposite way. They could end up having two title changes. I would not be shocked if anything happens like that. But that's where I'm going to go here. I want to know what you guys have to say about the NXT TakeOver San Antonio predictions. Who do you think is going to end up winning? What do you think about my predictions? So on and so forth. So drop your comments below. Make sure that you subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Follow Facebook and Twitter for SmartOut Moment. Keep checking SmartOutMoment.com itself too because when the NXT TakeOver show happens, we're going to do our live coverage of it. And then afterward, of course, we're going to do our post-show podcast, whether that's just me doing that, if nobody else is going to watch it, or if anybody else does, then of course I'll be inviting them into the mix as well. But that's going to be coming up after we do our Royal Rumble predictions, which are coming up next on the YouTube channel. So that's what you're going to be paying attention to as our other co-main event or one-fourth of our main event, if you're going with the the four of them count or something. I don't know. But (laughs) uh, that's coming up next, everybody. So stay tuned for that. That's it for me now. Thanks for watching this, everybody. This has been another Smart Out Moment, and I'm being counted out.